Good afternoon, and welcome back to Her Many Voices Indigenomics. This is the, I believe, the seventh week, but we were off for two weeks. So I know we're getting excited about what the information we're going to share with you is what it's what that's going to be about. But um, but we're going to jump right into it because, as you know, we're going to blank, and the whole hour is going to go. So again, my name is Miss Tammy, and I am your financial educator. And today's topic, which let me allow me to share my screen. Today's topic, share. I'm getting very good at this, everyone. At least let's hope, right? Here we are. Uh, actually, there it is. Okay. We're ready to go. Again, Her Many Voices Foundation presents Indigenomics. And today we're going to be talking about IRC 7702. But before we get into exactly what that is, let's just recap a little bit because we have been off our game for the last two weeks. And let's get let's make sure that we are all on the same page. So a brief recap on what we've done for the last few sessions. We began this series with the law of the universe. Again, these laws we must all master because once we master them, we can learn to master our lives, okay? They are key to anything we want to accomplish. And I'm going to show you how that works with money as well, okay? So the law of the universe, we touched on several, but I'm just going to re recap on a couple of them so that you can remember why we studied them. The first thing I want you to always remember is that these laws do not outweigh each other they have the same value. So it doesn't really matter which one you begin with first. But the law of vibration, which we touched on, is like, that's the special one, I like to think, because it begins with our thoughts. And everything begins with our thoughts. So when it comes to money, how we think about money, is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Do we have it? Don't we have it? How do we get it? These thoughts that are constantly going through our minds, they create certain feelings, certain emotions, okay, good or bad, depending again on what are you thinking about when, you, when you're thinking about money. So let's imagine that you're thinking good things about money, abundance of it. You're looking to become your, to make yourself extremely comfortable, um, to have everything you need. That's creating a nice feeling within you. And these, those feelings get translated into actions, okay? What actions are you going to take to guarantee that you do have this abundance. And if you take those actions, they're automatically going to create certain results. Okay. So what we think about when it comes to money is extremely important. How we see money is extremely important. And that's the law of vibration. The other law that we're going to touch on briefly is the law of cause and effect. You reap what you sow. Now, a lot of us are waiting for this huge payoff at the end of our workforce, right? When we finally finish putting 30, 40, 50 years into the work, the labor force, and then we're ready for retirement. And we're expecting this huge amount of, you know, money waiting for us so that we can enjoy our retirement. But if we're not planting the right seeds, we're not going to get that. And a lot of us are expecting this big harvest at the end, but we're not really planting the right seeds. So the law of cause and effect shows you that you must plant the seeds if you want certain results, okay? They go hand in hand. And the last one that I'm going to touch, although we touched about maybe seven of them, okay? I'm going to only mention three. And the last one is the law of rhythm, okay? What is the rhythm of money? How do we figure out what the rhythm of money is, okay? But once we do figure out that rhythm, okay, we should be able to take off with that. And so how do you find that rhythm? Where do that, where does it come from? It comes from understanding the rules of the game. Okay. So now that you've got an idea of how the laws of the universe can work 
when it comes to money. Let's go a little further into what else we discussed. That was the very first session. Then we went into exactly what are those rules. Okay, that's when we touched on the financial foundation, how to build a proper financial foundation. There were four levels. It begins with protection. It ends with investment. We don't start building a house with the roof first. We start always with the foundation. Same thing here with money. We have to start with protection before we get into investments. Four, four steps to get there. That was the law of uh, the financial foundation. Then we talked about the X-curve, how we are all on a journey of decreasing our responsibility while increasing our wealth. And we have to do that by making sure we, we stay ahead of inflation, we minimize our taxes, we manage all the risk that are going to come towards us, right? That's the uh, X-curve concept. Then we went ahead and looked at the four cornerstones of money. We had to know what they are, protection, growth, safety, tax advantage. Again, these sessions are available to you all for review. I'm just going to quickly recap so we can get back on the same page. Okay, those four cornerstones is what you have to look for when you decide to put money towards a particular account for your future. Then we went and we looked at growth, the rule 72. How do you figure out how quickly your money doubles? You know, that's a formula. 72 divided by the interest rate gives you how quickly your money will double. Excellent. Now we got to worry about the three ways money grow, fixed, variable, or index. Which way is your money growing? Okay. And we talked about again, what these things do. We looked even further and looked at how money gets taxed. Money gets taxed three ways. It gets either taxed now, later, or never gets taxed, what we call tax advantage accounts. Okay. So those were basically the key information or the key rules to the game when it comes to money. Knowing how to make money is one part. Learning how to keep it, how to save it is the second part. And the third part is how do we transfer it? Now, most of us know how to do the first relatively well. We know how to make money. If we, if we want to make more, we know what it's going to take. Go back to school, find another job, increase your value. There are ways to make more money, but we kind of know how to make money, but we really don't know how to do the next two phases, how to keep it and how to transfer it. And this is what this is going to be about. Okay. IRC 7702 is going to show you one of those vehicles that can allow you to do almost everything I just talked about. All right. So where is it? Are you saving your money? Where is that going? Are you saving it under the mattress or are you saving it in one of those plans that we talked about in the last few sessions? We talked about CDs. We talked about IRAs. We talked about 401k. We talked about Roth IRA, SEP IRA, TSP, life insurance. And although we didn't go in depth in on all of them, we gave you some indication at what matters, what are the rules attached to these uh, accounts. And we focused a lot on the tax later accounts, what we call qualified plans. Those are the IRAs, the retirement plans, the uh, 401ks, the 457, 403b. Okay, what you have to remember about those is that there are two rules, the 59 and a half rule and the 70 and a half rule. The 59 and a half says you cannot touch your money if it's in one of these accounts before you're 59 and a half. The 70 and a half rule says you better touch your money by the time you're 70 and a half or else you're going to be penalized in a, another time. So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. But those rules are already embedded in these accounts. So you have to know them. We discuss them. Okay. The heavy penalties that's associated with those, those years, if you allow it to catch you unexpectedly. Okay. We talked about life insurance, the you know, term life, whole life, index universal life. Briefly, we gave you an idea what they are. These are all accounts that you can choose to put your money in. Okay. Now, how do you make that decision? There's so many of them. There's just all these little rules. And I just mentioned two. There's a lot more rules, contribution limits. How much can I put into this account? How much can I put into this one? Does my income matter if I can, if I will be eligible to open this? There's a lot more rules to the game. But at least for now, the qualified plans, the two main rules is 
the 50 and a half, 59 and a half rule and the 70 and a half. Okay. So, well, you're saving your money. I hope you're not saying it's under the mattress. Okay. Why? Because under the mattress means your money is not doing anything. Because if you remember rule 72, it says that you, your money is doubling depending on how much interest you're earning. Under the mattress, you're not earning any interest, any whatsoever, which means your money is not doubling. And the only reason you have money is so that it can double. Okay, but how does it double? Where do, where do you put it? That's what we've been learning. How do we do that? So the mattress is not the best place to keep long-term savings, okay, for a lot of reasons. But these other accounts work just as well. But today, we're going to focus on one specific account, okay? And that account, we kind of briefly touched on it when we did our last session. Our last session, if you recall, we talked about life insurance policies. And we had a Venn diagram drawn up, if you recall. Always go back if you need to refresh your memory. We had a Venn diagram. Those are like three circles that join together. And there's always a one special spot that all three circles come together, okay? That's what the Venn diagram was, was showed us back in the days when we first learned it, is that you have a special place where the features of all three circles meet, okay, for the better, okay, where they all is what we're looking for. So the 7702, if you remembered last time we did this, we didn't have this part circled in. In the last session that we had, we had this blank. We talked about insurance policies and we talked before about the banking uh, institution and the investment firms, but we didn't circle, we didn't put in what was in the circle. Today, you are seeing what belongs there. And surprise, it's the IRC 7702, okay? But before we go further into what that is and how it works, let me recap because I don't believe we actually discussed these institutions and their four main objectives. Okay. Again, under the mattress is a place you can put your money, but we don't recommend it. If you need to put your money someplace where it's going to be earning interest, you have three choices, bank, investment firms, or insurance companies. Okay. Now, what are their objectives? All three have different rules they operate under, but they have the same four objectives. Okay, and what are they? Well, the first one is how do they get you, the consumer, to decide to put your money in their institution? How does how do the bank make sure that that's where you put your money and not in the investment or in the insurance industry? Okay, their goal, all three of them, is to figure out how to make sure that your money gets deposited into their accounts. Okay, that's the first objective that they have. And they have all kinds of gimmicks. They used to have free toasters. They have big signs plastered all over the window of these institutions showing you the kind of interest you can earn if you put your money into there. And now that you know Rule 72, what that tells you, you can figure out if what you see is a decent interest or not. But that's the first thing. They have to figure out how to get you inside the bank or the insurance company or the investment firm to deposit your money. The second objective that they all have is how do they keep having you deposit your money on a regular basis, okay? And so they came out with something like, in terms of the bank, came out with something like direct deposit, that if you do that, if there was a monthly fee, excuse me, a monthly fee attached to your account, they waiver that fee, okay? As long as you can guarantee that your money will directly be deposited every paycheck into their account, Okay, they all have it. The investment firms have a way to make sure you keep putting money back in. The insurance companies have the same way of making sure you keep putting money in. That never stops. So that's the second objective that all three institutions share. The third objective that they share is how to limit your access to your own money. We see it all the time when we try to withdraw money out of the ATM and we've reached our limit for the day. Okay, you want to withdraw more, you might have to wait till tomorrow if the banks are closed, or you might have to go actually inside and see a bank teller to do that. And Lord knows there was a time we just came out of where we couldn't even have access to the, the tellers inside the banks. So 
That's the third objective. How do they manage to limit your access to your own money? Okay. And the fourth objective is how do they give you back your money, but as little or as slowly as possible? Okay. That's what sometimes these accounts, they could be pretty large, but how do you get them? Little by little. They start distributing it back to you. Little by little. You don't get the whole shebang in one shot. Okay. Some accounts you may be able to do it, but some most accounts you're going to have to get it a little, a little at a time. Okay. So those are the four objectives that any of these three institutions, they operate by. Okay. So that's their objective. But what is your objective? Your objective is that you make sure that you figure out the rules and what's going to work for you. Okay. Which one of these institutions are you going to invest or save whatever term you want to use, but where are you going to put your money? Okay. Which institutions? Okay. Now that 7702 is unique. Look at it. It actually offers you the safety of a bank. When you see it this way, this is what it's telling you. Okay. This particular account, the IRC, that stands for internal revenue code. Okay. 7702. What it tells IRS or the government, Uncle Sam, it tells them if you have a 7702 account, that code tells them exactly how they will or will not tax your money if that's what it says, if that's what the, the code tells us, exactly if it's going to be a tax account, a tax advantage account or not. Okay, that's the 7702. Now, it tells us that the safety of a bank the 7702 has that because safety is one of the cornerstones. The bank don't offer a lot of growth, so you're not going to get the second cornerstone. It doesn't really offer you any tax advantage. It doesn't have the third cornerstone. So it only offers one out of the four cornerstones, and that's safety. The 7702 has that. It says here it's part of the investment. That means the 7702 offers what investments offer, which is growth. Okay, that's why we put money in the stock market. We're trying to make fifth turn 15 cents into a dollar, and we need to earn as much interest as possible. And nothing gives us interest as much as investments, okay, the stock market, investment firms. So the 7702 has the safety of a bank, and it offers you the growth of an investment, okay? So, so far, we got two. Now, what is the insurance part? What is it exactly is it offering? Well, if you recall what the other two tax, what the other two cornerstones are, you find it in insurance, which is tax advantage. Okay. Or is your money going to get taxed when you start withdrawing it or not? Okay. So it offers that and it offers protection. It offers the other two cornerstones. So the bank offers one, investment offers one, and the insurance industry offers the other two. So with the right product, you actually can come out with all four cornerstones. And that's what it's about, okay? No particular love for any of them. I don't care if it's Bank of America, Nationwide, Transamerica, they are all financial institutions that with knowledge, I can determine exactly where I want to put my money and for what reason, what am I getting for it, all right? So that's what you have to remember, that 7702. Now, now what makes the 7702 so... Uh, my apologies, actually, Haiti calling right now. But what makes 7702 uh, so special? What's so special about it? The perks, okay? The perks, there it is right here in front of you. The Internal Revenue Code 7702 offers you perks. Protection is for the P, emergency funds for the E, retirement for the R, college funding for the C, and the great type of savings for the S. So let's go through them a little bit, okay? The protection, we already talked about. The proper financial, the proper way to build a financial foundation begins with protection, okay? You have to stand on something solid. And with the 7702, it protects you from, in case you die too soon, okay? The ultimate risk, it protects you from long-term care, Another word for long-term care can be seen as income protection, and I'll tell you why they see it that way, which is critical illness, because if you become injured or you did you are, you are diagnosed with an illness that keeps you from going to work, 
how do the bills, how do your expenses continue to get paid? Okay. So it has protection against those unexpected risks, right? It protects you from taxation. Again, if you don't learn how to minimize your taxes, I can guarantee you, you will be left with pennies at the end of your journey. Okay. The name of the game in this place is called minimize your taxes at legally. All right. Always legally. And there are legal ways to do it. That's what the 7702 offers when it says it protects you from taxation. It protects you from the stock market risk. Okay. Now I remember there are three ways money grow. It grows fixed, variable, or indexed. Stock market risk means that if you're protecting me from stock market risk, then obviously you're growing index where as the market increase, I get credited. But when the market begins to dip, and we're starting to see negative returns, I lock in my gains, I don't lose a penny. I don't earn anything, but I don't lose anything either. I still have my account balance the same as it was the day before. So it does that protection. It protects you from lawsuits. I mean, that alone is like the best part of it because we know we live in a country where everybody's suing. So you have to make sure that wherever your money is sitting at, it's not going to be accessible if someone decides, oh, you lose a lawsuit. Not even if somebody sues you, but if you lose it, that's when it matters, right? So imagine that you lose a, a lawsuit. Now, depending on where the money is, they can easily access it, okay? But 7702 protects you from that kind of lawsuit and creditor protection in certain states, okay? Because the insurance industry is regulated by the state, the state determines certain rules about certain policies um, based on that. Okay. So some things will work in one state, but will not work in another, which is why you need to know exactly what the rules are for your state. Okay. Some of this thing is generic. It goes across the board. Doesn't matter which state you're in, but there are some things that are state specific. Okay. Creditor protection, it's state specific. So you have to see if that protects you from that. So that's P, that's protection, and that's huge, okay, solid, okay, solid as a rock, right? That's P. What's the E? The emergency funds, okay? You have to be able to access money as quickly as possible. And in the IRC 7702, you can access it within, usually within 48 to 72 hours, not weeks, not months, not till you're 59 and a half, okay? 48 to 72 hours, Okay. And when you, when, if you recall that building a proper foundation has four steps, two of those steps deals with savings and investment, where you put your money, either for emergency funds, like in a short-term savings, or in long-term savings where you have to deal with retirement, which is the R in perks, right? It also offers you a supplemental income that is not taxable and does not affect Social Security benefits. But a lot of folks do not realize that depending on how much income they receive when they tally up their pension, when they tally up maybe a 401k, they may have an IRA sitting account. They may have several accounts because they did it well. They invested in very in many different things. And now they're sitting back and they're withdrawing from all of them. Well, certain accounts, if you are withdrawing from it, it can affect your Social Security benefits, meaning your Social Security can get taxed a second time. Yes, your social security can get taxed again. Okay. But you have to know the rules. You have to know exactly what does that, what, what affects social security and taxation. Well, 7702 does not. That's the one thing you need to know. We can always learn more about the rules of the game, exactly how that works. But for now, just know that these are some of the things that the 7702 protect you from. Okay. C stands for college college funding. A lot of us are familiar with the 529 college fund, college plan, the state plan, okay? It's usually where parents put money for their children's education. Unfortunately, in the 529 plans, in certain other accounts that families have for their children's education, can disqualify them for financial aid. Now, why shouldn't I be eligible for financial aid if it's out there? I want some. Okay, but if you simply have 
a 529 college plan, or you may have even an IRA plan. It doesn't have to have millions or thousands and thousands of dollars in it. The fact that you have one can affect your financial aid. However, if the money is being saved in the 7702 plan, you don't have to worry about that. You can be, you can still be eligible for financial aid, which is why this is awesome. And the last one, the last letter out of the perks is S for savings. Now, remember when we talked about these plans, like the 401k and the IRA, we talked about contribution limits. They all have them. Okay. IRA has a contribution limit of 6,000 a year if you're under 50 and 7,000 a year if you're over 50. It doesn't matter if you're making $100,000 a year and the next person is making $10,000 a year or $500,000 a year. You all have the same contribution limits, $6,000 under 50, 7,000 over that. The IRA, I mean the 401k, their contribution limits is 19,600 if you're under 50 and 26,500 if you are over 50, okay? And again, it doesn't matter how much money you make, you are, you are limited to that contribution limit, okay? However, the 7702 do not have those contribution limits. It depends on where you start. It depends on how big you want the bucket to be, okay? And can you afford it? That's part of what determines what your contribution limits will be, okay? So it doesn't have one in a sense. It really doesn't, okay? And on top of that, this particular savings is offering averaging around eight to 9% with no market risk. Can't emphasize this enough, how the no market risk is a game changer, okay? And to eight to 9% tells you what? 72 divided by eight is nine. 72 divided by nine is eight. Between eight to nine years, my money is doubling, okay? So that's what it tells us. So those are the perks of the 7702. It's awesome. It's amazing, right? But it doesn't stop there. And these are just some of the perks, all right? We're not going into in-depth in all of it, just like we haven't been able to do that with everything else we've learned. This was just an introduction to how these things work so that it can start having you think exactly how you want to play this game, all right? So those are the perks of the IRC 7702. Now, again, that's a tax code, all right? But it has a name, okay? It has a name that it goes by, and it's called Index Universal Life, okay? Some people may refer to it as the 7702. Others will refer to it as the Index, U Index Universal Life, IUL. Now, what does this tell you? What does the name tell you? First of all, whenever you see life at the end of one of these accounts, is telling you it belongs in the in insurance industry. This is a product that the insurance companies provide, okay? Term life whole life, now index universal life. That's the first thing it says. The, the universal part in the name tells you that it's flexible. It's flexible in so many ways. And we are going to learn a lot about what those are in the future. But for now, just know it's an extremely flexible vehicle of how much you can contribute, how big can you get, and so on and so forth, okay? And the index in the name simply says that the money in these policies, in these accounts, a growing index. And if you remember the index, we just talked about it. That's like your money is going as the market crashes, it holds it. So you have a little bit of everything. It grows index. It's extremely flexible and it belongs in the life insurance industry. So again, Index Universal Life is a multi-purpose life insurance policy built for your multifaceted life. It offers flexibility, death benefit, living benefits, guarantees, and a high rate of return, okay? You're wondering, no, it's not possible for it to do all of that. Well, it does, okay? Savings, what if you live too long? Are you going to have enough money to supplement your retirement so that you can have the comfortable retirement that you want, that you've always envisioned? Will this do that? Can it, can it do that? Yes, it can, because it has that savings component that allows you to put money funded properly so that you can build that supplemental retirement income. Okay. But what if you die too soon? It's a life insurance policy ultimately. So there is a death benefit attached to it for your loved ones so that they're protected. Okay. 
And lastly, what's the last thing it offers is the long-term care, the chronic or critical illness. What if something happens in between? What do you have to protect your income? Because that income, the family at home depends on it. They are counting on it. They can't do without it. Okay. Both of you, if you are two family household, we need, you know, a two, two couple household, we need, you know, both of you actually bringing in the bacon to make that happen. So what happens? What protection do you have to protect income if in fact you get injured and life comes with all kinds of surprises? You never know. Okay. Fail to prepare. You're preparing to fail. And that's what happens if you don't have one of these plans in place to protect you from the unexpected. Okay. So that is the index universal life. That's the name that most people know it by. The tax code that's associated with it is what? Is what? 7702. All right. So let's continue and see what else we have. Okay. Now we're going to go straight to exactly what those benefits are. Okay. The features and the benefits of a plan like this, right? Uh, first of all, you see that beautiful um, bag with money and trees growing. That's what you have to look at. You have to see the 7702 to look like, okay? It's just simply growing and it's getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. But what are some of those benefits? Well, here are the four cornerstones that we talked about, okay? And it's going to describe to you a lot of what benefits they have. The first one we talked about, and I would always say it, protection, protection, protection. Your biggest asset is your ability to get up and go to work every day. Okay. And so you need to protect yourself from the unexpected. Okay. And the first biggest risk that we take is we never, we're not promised tomorrow. What happens if we die too soon? Well, in the 7702, the IUL, there is the internal revenue code 101A. For those of us who like to know details, there you go. This is how the money in these policies do what they do. There are features attached to them. There are codes attached to them that tells you exactly what is due, what can be done and what can't be done. So in order for you to receive this money tax-free, the Internal Revenue Code 101A is embedded in that policy. The next Internal Revenue Code is the 7702B. It tells you that you have long-term care benefits. Okay, when you cannot perform two out of six daily activities for yourself, both the long term care and the chronic illness, different codes, ILC 101G, because there are slight differences between them. We don't have to get into in, involved in what they are right now, but they basically offer the same thing based on the same criteria that you cannot do two out of six daily activities without assistance. Okay, and as we get older, we typically tend to need assistance with some of the basic needs of getting out of bed, dressing ourselves, feeding ourselves, and so on and so forth. So it has that protection in it in case you become injured, ill in the journey. And it has tax-free critical illness benefits, okay? The cancer uh, diagnosis, the strokes, the heart attacks. This is IRC 104A3. And the chronic illness is IRC 101G. Feel free if you are if you love numbers, you want to understand the tax code because believe me, there's thousands of them. And it's going to take some you know key minds to actually dive into these codes and what they do because they introduce codes every single year. And I'm not talking about one or two codes gets introduced into the IRS into the economy. Hundreds of codes get introduced every year, which is why the good CPAs stay on top of them, okay? Stay on top of how these uh, codes will benefit their clients, okay? So that's the protection feature, okay? The, the protection cornerstone that the 7702 offers, okay? It offers all of that, one, two, three, four, five. And let's not forget the lawsuit and creditor protection, okay? State dependent. Remember that your state will determine exactly what you can and cannot do. So that's the first cornerstone. The second cornerstone that it offers is safety, okay? We need our monies to double. We need our monies to grow, but we can't afford to lose anything when the market crashes. So you have options. You have a fixed account that's guaranteeing around 1% to 2%. Currently, it's actually a little less than 3 to 4%. 
right? But it hovers around that area. But those are the fixed accounts where you're not tracking the performance of an index to see exactly what your account will be credited. And then you have the index accounts that is capped and floored. We talked about this. If you want to recap, go back and review those sessions where we talked about exactly how the money grows inside these policies. Now, the index accounts offer a minimum guarantee of 0% floor or 0.75% or close to 1% floor. It depends on the company. They are the ones who make the determination as to how much income or how much they're going to offer you an interest and what the floor would be. So for now, we have the safety of the... Um, we have the safety of the 7702. So we have two cornerstones met. The third one that we have met is the tax advantage, okay? Tax deferred growth. How? What makes money inside of a 7702 tax deferred? Internal Revenue Code 72. Believe me, this whole country is sitting on internal revenue codes, okay? Everything comes down to a number, all right, to simplify exactly what's happening with these accounts. So in order for your money to grow tax deferred, similarly, like the 401k, the 403b, the qualified plans, those are tax deferred growth. It does that as well. No taxation on earnings, okay? Unlike the other forms, Tax, unlike the 401k and 403b and, and annuities and IRA, the 7702 has another feature that's, that's truly tax advantage. Not only is your money growing tax deferred, but when it's time to take your money out, it's tax withdrawal, it's tax free, tax advantage. And again, that falls under IRC code 72 or the 7702. There it goes again, IRC 7702. So unlike the 401k, where when it's time, it's gross tax deferred, money in a 401k grows tax deferred. You're not getting tax on the money, but when it's time to take money out, you will get tax based on your income rate, your current income rate at the time of withdrawal. Okay, that's tax deferred growth. Both of these accounts do that. The 7702 does that as well. The difference is, when it's time to withdraw money out of the 7702 accounts, there's no taxes paid on, on that gain. None of it is paid. Why is that? Because they will issue it to you as a loan. People want to understand, why am I getting my own money back in a form of a loan? Because that's the only way you can avoid paying taxes on the growth, on the interest, on the gains. Okay, we got to be strategic about this. And the insurance industry has figured out a way to make the again, they have to figure out how to get you to put money into their institutions versus the other one. If they're going to give you money, your own money, access to it, where you don't have to pay a penny in taxes, they're going to beat out the other two. Okay, so this is where it offers you a benefit that the others don't offer you. And that's the 7702. That's where it comes into play, withdrawing the money out of these accounts without paying taxes. Most companies have a 0% net loans after year 11. So if you've taken a loan out of this policy, because it's you, it's your money and you need it now, right? You take the money out, uh, they, or they give it to you in a form of a loan. The first 10 years, the loan is averaging around 1% interest. Now tell me, where would you go today to a bank to get loaned, a personal loan from them, and they're only going to charge you 1% interest? I'm waiting. Think about it. Where, where can you go to do that? Okay. Again, yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't exist. But in a life insurance policy, in a 7702 policy, in a 7702 private account, they can give you the loan for this little. And after the 11th year, it becomes 0%, okay? A wash loan. There's no more interest on the money. You're trying to understand how is that possible? They, they rule the game. They determine the rules, everyone, okay? Nothing that they can't do. They choose not to do it because... We're still doing business with them, whether they're giving us this benefit or not. That what we need to do is understand the whole game so that we know exactly who's in our favor and who's not. Okay. So those loans 
or idea. If you need to borrow money, start building your own bank account. Start creating your own bank. Some of you might have heard before somebody saying, I, I, you know, I own my own personal bank. But you might be referring to a policy like this because a lot of people who have these type of policies, they see themselves as being their own bank. When they need to borrow money, they go back into their own policy and withdraw or take it out as a loan. Okay. And then there's tax-free exchanges, the IRC 1035. It doesn't get, I'm going to keep throwing numbers at you, internal revenue codes. Okay. There's so many more, but tax-free exchanges, what does that mean? Well, if you wanted to do somewhat of a rollover between insurance policies, from one insurance policy to another insurance policy, that is called the IRC 1035 exchange. Simple. Okay, no, no big thing about it. Exchange your old policy to a new multi-purpose IUL policy without taxation. It's like that upgrade that we all come to have to be familiar with when it came to upgrading our phones. You know, we get a lot more features, but somehow it seems to be even less expensive. How is that possible? It's very similar. Okay, we get more features by rolling it over to an IUL, but in reality, it ends up costing us less. Hmm. I don't understand. Well, that's what happens. Okay. And, and the last thing, the growth, uh, the rate of return, we talked about that. You did, didn't we? Yes. Um, yes. The growth is the fourth cornerstone. Okay. The safety is how much uh, guarantee you have that you will not lose money. The growth of this particular policy is between six to 8%, depending on the product and the index account, you automatically lock in your gains. Okay, and six to eight percent, you can do this all day. Seventy-two divide by these numbers to see exactly what you're offering, and then compare it with the four hundred one k that you have. Compare it with the CD that you have. Compare it with the annuity that you have. That's all you got to do. That's that's your job to keep comparing these accounts to see if, in fact, you are staying ahead of the game. If you are actually growing your wealth. Okay, while diminishing, decreasing your responsibility. If nothing else, that is your role on the team. Don't forget what we're playing here, a team sport. Okay, it's going to take a lot of people coming together to make all of this happen. You can't do this on your own. Okay, you may not be the one to figure out which account is offering 68% or more. There are, comp there are actual accounts that are offering more than that. So you need an expert, someone who can give you that information, but you are supposed to at least have an idea what you're looking for, okay? What else does this particular 7702 IUL Index Universal Life offers, okay? Other benefits, okay? Not only does it cover the four cornerstones, okay? Like now I'm kind of showing eight, right? Four cornerstones, not only does it offer you those four, it offers you other benefits, such as the college funding without affecting financial aid. We talked about that a little while ago, right? Retirement income without increasing social security benefit. We talked about that as well, okay? 85% of your social security can be taxed if you bring in more than a certain limit, depending if you're single or if you're a couple. The limit that you, if once you pass that limit, that 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 annual limit, that annual income, you will have your social security will be taxed. It protects you from that. Higher contribution limits compared to the IRA, the 401k, the 403b, all these or oh, internal revenue codes, all these pilot, all these accounts are called qualified plans, and they're the ones you got to watch out for. They're the ones, those three right there, and then some. They're the ones with that 59 and a half rule, okay? You can't touch your money. And if you're in your 30s and you're telling me I can't touch my money till I'm 59 and a half, okay, granted, it's for my retirement, but life happens. What if I need a portion of it? What do I have to do to access it? It's a big jumping up. You know, you got to jump through a lot of hoops to make that happen. Some folks might have better experiences because when, they, when their 401k was structured, when it first came out, they might have less uh, structure, they're less strict about how to access your money. But today, 
A 401k today, they have a lot of restrictions on how you can access this money before you're 59 and a half and not be penalized. Those are the same accounts that have to worry. You have to worry about the 70 and a half rule that's waiting for you on the other side. You can't touch it before you're 59 and a half and you better touch it before you're 70 and a half. Uncle Sam wants his money and he cannot get his money as long as the money sits in these accounts. So don't think you will have forever to let the money grow because by 70 and a half, Uncle Sam is knocking on that door saying it's time. Okay. And guess how much penalty? And it's a penalty. They're not even going to just tell you, you can't sit on this money any longer. You need to start collecting from it. No, they penalize you 50% half of the account value goes to Uncle Sam because you allowed the rule to catch up to you. That's 70 and a half rule. The RMD rule, required minimum distribution. It is required that you get a minimum distribution from these accounts. You cannot sit on it and wait to pass it on to your beneficiaries because you don't need it. You have other things working for you. You got pensions working for you. You got another account that you're living off of and you don't want this money right now. And you think you can pass it over to your beneficiaries. Your children cannot happen. Uncle Sam will take it before he lets that happen. Okay. 70 and a half. Most of us are going to see 70 easy. Okay. So we're, we definitely need to think about how we're going to start distributing or receiving these distributions from these accounts. No age, 59% penalty, 10%, and there you go. 72 RMD penalty is 50%, ladies and gentlemen. This is why a lot of us lose our funding, our retirement plan just when we need it or when we think we had it covered. We realize we have to half of what we thought we had. Now we have to go back to the workforce. You know, they always say that Walmart is um, the biggest employer of senior citizens, the baby boomers. And we've seen them, I, you know, when we go in there, right? Because they didn't realize that they were gonna lose half of their account balance because of rule 72. A lot of things happened that they didn't realize was gonna happen, allowing them to lose their funds. Okay, so these are the features and the benefits of the 7702. And what is that again? IUL. What does that stand for again? Index Universal Life. All right, and which institution can you get it out of the bank, the investment, or the insurance? It comes out of the insurance institutions. Okay, don't forget that. And that's the best news I came across since I've been doing financial literacy is to know that we have accounts like this, that the lame, the normal, everyday, you know, making $10,000, $20,000 a year, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's just how much of it can you keep. And this allows you to do that. The earlier, the better. Okay. So now you have to figure out exactly what is the income protection financial solution that you're looking for. I've showed you the four cornerstones. Here they are again. There's the growth cornerstone, which says that inside these policies, there are three indexes that are being tracked. Credit Suisse for the European market, S&P for the US market, and the Hang Seng for the Asian market. There again, these things are helping you to to, uh, manage your inflation risk. Okay, these three these three indexes are found in this policy. Now, the S&P, because these things are state regulated, the S&P is the only index offered in the state of New York. Why? Because New York is a different country for many different things. There are things that you just cannot do in New York where you can do in the other 49 states. So this is one of them. The only index that is offered in the state of New York in one of these plans is the S&P, which is okay, which is fine, no no problem. But in all the other 49 states, you can have access to all three. Unfortunately, the Hang Seng, due to certain recent activities between the countries, between the Asian market and the, the Hang Seng is not one of the indexes that they are still offering. It could come back, you know, and they can decide to add more indexes for you to track, for you to, to, to adapt into your plan. 
But for now, these are the three indexes that manages the inflation risk because it's staying ahead of inflation. Depending on the amount of interest you're earning, that's going to keep you ahead of inflation. And that's your goal. You got to stay so far ahead, it can't catch you. Okay? Let's go back to that analogy of the football game. You got to keep running. You got to stay away, stay ahead of inflation so that you beat it. Now, the next thing it offers you is the safety. Remember, there's a flaw, 0%, almost to 1%. It manages to, um, you manage your market risk with the safety net, right? The tax advantage cornerstone, tax deferred growth, tax-free withdrawals, tax-free loans. We just talked about it. The only way you can get your money tax-free is to get it in the form of a loan, okay? Tax-free withdrawals can come tax-free too, but there's a certain limit of how much can you withdraw out of it and not get taxed. So the way to avoid all that is to give me my money, all of it, through a loan. That way I don't have to worry about where I'm going to start getting taxed. It can, it can be a little bit more complicated or it has a little bit more to understand than just tax-free loans or tax-free withdrawals, okay? No 59 and a half rule. Future task risk. We know taxes are going to go up. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. We are too many stimulus packages, which I'm all for. It's our money. We got to figure out how, you know, how to get a piece of it. And this is one of them. But we're also going to be paying for it as well. In the future, by the taxes, they're going to start leaving on us. Okay? So this one is going to keep you ahead of it. You're not going to worry about what your tax rate is going to be when, your time, when it's time to retire. It's going to be irrelevant. There's no tax risk with this account. And then there's the protection cornerstone, the income protection. This is how I want you to think about this type of policies. It's an income protection. It's not even protecting your life because with all the different benefits, I should say it's not even protecting your life only because with all the other benefits that it offers, okay, the, the protection is all over the place. It's all over. It's while you're still alive, you get injured. We talked about what the living benefits are, the critical, the chronic, and so on and so forth. The unexpected risk that you are faced with every time you step out, you step outside of your door. And guess what? Sometimes people get injured inside of their home. You don't even have to go outside to get injured. Okay? And what's the protection for that? This is it. Okay, so now, how do you figure out how much do you need? How much protection do I need? Do I? Well, there's a formula. It's called a 1020 formula. Okay, the 1020 formula says this the 10 is for income protection. Simple example if you're making $50,000 a year, you times that by 10, that gives you $500,000. So if you're looking for an income protection policy to protect your income for the next 10 years, you make $50,000 and you need a policy worth $500,000. You times your annual income by 10. But now let's say you say, shoot, 10 years is just 10 years. I have young kids. By 10 years, they'll still be teenagers. I, I got to make sure that they're protected throughout their whole teenage years as well. So guess what? Times it by 20. If you make $50,000 okay, a, a year, you can time it by 20 to say, that's the income protection that I want. I want it to be able to last my family for the next 20 years if I'm not there. Okay. Now, when you're doing the same thing for income for retirement, you have to times it by 20. Minimum. Again, these are minimum. The times 10 is a minimum. The times 20 is a minimum. You can decide to times it by 30. In this one, there are certain rules that determine exactly how much can you time it. Okay, these rules, they're, they're not so blanket. You can definitely just times it by 20 or 30 or 40. There are some other rules that will come into play if you need to do that. But if you're making $50,000 and you want this money, you want to use one of these policies to grow your retirement, your supplement retirement, so it doesn't affect your social security and all the other things that it doesn't do, then you will need to times it by 20. So then now the policy needs to be worth a million dollars as opposed to 500000 Okay, this is how you begin to figure out what type of policy you need and how much should it be. What am I trying to do at first? Income protection or retirement? Shoot, you're trying to do both. <laughs> okay, you're doing both at all times. And the 7702 one plan allows you to do it all. And we like that. That's why every one of us have a smartphone. We like to be able to have one gadget 
that does several things, okay? Not just one thing, the key things, and then it does other things. And that's what this does, okay? So now, what is your current financial structure or plan? What do you have in place? Do you have this in place? Do you have the 1020 rule down pack? Does your account have the four cornerstones covered? Okay. Is it earning enough growth? What is it? What is that current financial plan? It's your decision to, it's your duty to know what it is. And if you need some assistance, I'm here for that. If you need someone to help you figure out how to do it, please reach out to me. Here's the information. Reach out to me at Tammy at HermityVoices.org or my number is listed here. Please give us a call. We're willing to sit with you. It's absolutely at no cost to you. So don't worry about it, okay? So now this we've come to the end of the presentation. There are four minutes left. I'm hoping we have some great conversations or we have some great call, uh, questions coming in. Let's see if there's any. And if there aren't any, I must have done a wonderful job of explaining what the 7702 is, how it can work for you and your family, what benefits can you find in them, how does it fit in the um, how does it fit in the whole structure of you know growing your money, building wealth? Okay, Angela Jean Jacques, it's a hi Angela, it's good to see you. All right. I'm glad you, I hope you got a chance to see the presentation, the, the, the session. Uh, if you have any questions, please type them in. Let me see what we have. Um, but this is it. We're coming to an end next week. I believe we're going to be discussing how to build generational wealth. Okay. What that looks like. So we're going to be discussing what plans can help you to do that. And I know if I were to give you three guesses, you would already understand which plan you need to be looking at. Okay. So this is the one that we discussed today. But next week, we're going to be discussing, again, how do we build generational wealth? And so anyone else with any questions before we call it, uh, before we bring it to an end, how much more can I put in the 7702 than what I signed up for? There are limits to all of these plans, but the 7702 works differently. The limit, be, you decide what the limit is. And once you make that decision, we can show you what that amount is. Every plan is structured, it's tailored individually for the individual who wanted it. So your, your limitation might be different from the next person. And how we know, we have to look at the plan. The plan will tell us. The numbers will pop up as to what your limits are. And so you can determine by that limit, how much more can you put in towards your 7702 that you already have going, okay? Because remember, that's that flexibility we talked about in the universal name, index universal. It's flexible. You can put more in, you can put less in, but there's still restrictions to how much more you can put in, just like how very little can you put in, you know? You got to know these rules uh, and, and respect them. Okay, how much? Uh, I want a second policy. Do I have to go to the medical over again? Absolutely. The only time that that happens when you want a second that you don't is if you almost wanted it immediately because they don't know what has changed with your health. Okay, they have to check it out. Remember, the insurance companies is there to make money. Remember what their four objectives is. How to give you back your money as little as possible. So they're not just going to take you in and not know if there's been any changes to your health. So you do have to do another pop. You do have to do another medical. And today, a lot of the folks are not doing medicals. Your record, your chart, your, your medical records, can they can look at that alone. Back when you probably got your policy, it was almost mandatory that everyone did a medical. Today, it, de it depends. If the information they're looking for is in your chart and they can make a determination based on that, they will not do a medical for a new policy. You just get approved at whatever rating they think they can offer offer you, okay? So um, that's how that goes. If you want another policy, you can go through medical. Any more questions, anyone? This was great. I hope you found a lot of value from today's session. I missed you guys. I hope you came back with, you know, the the, the hunger for the information, what was going to be next. Next week is going to be just as powerful, just as valuable. So I hope to see you then. Okay, same bad time, same bad channel.
All right, everyone, you be safe out there. Manage your risk, all right, because you never know. Unexpected things can happen at any moment now, so manage those risks. So everyone, be safe until we meet again. Bye.